Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please watch your children. And now, let the show begin. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. First, before I get into it, I kind of want to know, what do you think of the, the new intro? I think it's really cool. And I want to give a quick thanks to a friend of the show and personal friend of mine, Larry Kenny. You just heard him in the, the new intro there, and also the old intro. He did both of them. Um, and if that name and voice sound familiar, then uh, you definitely grew up in the 80s like I did. And uh, Because he was a voice of the original Lionel from Thundercats from the 80s. So it's so cool that we have him doing the intro. We've had him since day one, actually, for the past four years he's done the intro. But uh, he just recorded a brand new one to go with the, the new jingle there that I created. So I hope you guys dig that. Today's episode is another big one to me. It's another cartoon that I loved and grew up with as a kid. I'm sure you did too, even if you're a guy. I mean, this show, yeah, sure, it was geared toward younger girls. But it didn't stop me from watching it. I really enjoyed it. And of course, I'm talking about Jem, and uh, I interviewed Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica, the speaking voices. Now, she didn't sing in the show, even though she really can't sing in real life, which never really made sense to me. Showtime, Sinji. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Arlington. Jem and the holograms in a fashion book? Wearing Shayna's designs? That would certainly enhance our popularity. But uh, anyways, we talk all about Jem, and even a little bit about the live-action movie that came out last summer, which regardless of what critics and other people thought, I dug the movie. I thought it was a pretty cool movie. No, it didn't stick true to the cartoon, but what movie really has stuck true to what we remember and cherish about our cartoons? And of course, if you love this show, which I hope you do, or at least like it a little bit, you can always help us out by, one, uh, rating and subscribing to iTunes. That's a huge help. It helps us get a whole new audience, you know. Uh, two, we have a donate page. If you want to donate 50 cents, a dollar, $10, I don't care. Uh, podcasting and website hosting is not cheap, especially when you have three girls that you get to feed, and uh, they're one of them just turned 12. Oh my gosh. So, a lot of money going into those little kiddos. So yeah, if you want to help us out, there's a donate section on there. Also, if you shop on Amazon, amazon amazon.com, go to our website first, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You'll see on the the corner there, there's an Amazon like banner. If you click on that first and then shop on Amazon, we get a small percentage of the sales. Now, it doesn't add any additional cost to you guys we're an amazon affiliate so we get a certain percentage of the sales so that also really helps us out 
And of course, if you can't donate any kind of money, I, I understand where you're coming from. So do us another favor by, you know, telling people about us, you know, tell a friend, tell a family member, you know, it's that kind of stuff really helps out too. So we would really appreciate it. And uh, just want you to know that we all love you. Thank you so much for checking in and hope you enjoy the episode. Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell is brought to you by the letter S and from listeners like you. We're an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by loyal listeners such as yourself. A lot goes into running a podcast and website, so if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and click on the donation tab. On behalf of all of us, we thank you and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Although I just found out that Glenn Good. Fry passed away just now. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my God, was he sick? It said that he was having some. Let me look into it. He went in for surgery for intestinal issues about a month ago and he took a turn for the worse. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That's, that was kind of like I didn't even know Bowie had cancer. It's, exactly. It's strange. It seems to go and freeze, you know? It's, that's. Wow, I'm sad to hear that. I just saw them in Gosh. concert not too long ago, too. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? We wow. get everything so fast. Everything just comes out of us so quickly. Yeah. Wow. That's a shocker. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Soundtrack for my life. Yeah. For, no <laughs> for so many people's lives, you know? No you know? kidding. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, let's, let's, let's start the, the interview on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't pick up the phone. I kept checking my, my email. But I'm having It's not um, refreshing my email oh. fast enough, and I've got to figure out what's going on with that. It might be my my phone. I need to replace it. So I wasn't sure if it was on for four or not, so I was staying close to oh, okay. the phone. But I was in the kitchen making tea, so. Well, that's always nice. Hence, I missed the call. <laughs> not, not a problem. I'm off today. No worries. Yeah. I'm just sitting here. Sweet. I know. It's kind of nice. It's holiday. It's, it's, you can feel it. It's calm. Uh-huh. It's kind of calm out there. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and get started if you want to. Um, I kind of like sure. to start off way in the very beginning. Tell me about your childhood. What, did you enjoy cartoons as a kid? Um, yes, but it was limited because I grew up, um, in England where I did, there was some programming. I remember I love Rupert the Bear. And, uh, gosh, what else? Oh, um, Crystal Tips and Alistair, I think, was my favorite. And just strangely enough, I had no voiceover. It was just kind of like this flat cartoon that was very psychedelic. Huh. <laughs> it was a little girl and her dog. She had, like, rainbow hair. And I think it was rainbow hair. And this clarinet was the only sort of soundtrack. And they went on, you know, they went to the beach together. And it. it was, like, my favorite. I remember loving that as a kid. But then I also lived in um, in southern Rhodesia, um, when I moved there when I was like six and a half. So then all the television changed. I didn't grow up with Sesame Street. So, um, yeah, when I came to the States, I kind of, there were all these iconic things that I didn't know about. So slowly sort of getting on board with them. Yeah. What, what age did <laughs> you come? Grown up over the years. What age did you come to the States? I was 10. Okay. 
I was 10. Yep. I'd never been, I'd never had a Halloween. We didn't have Halloween in England and you Americans have some fun customs. <laughs> <laughs> some very interesting ones too. <laughs> yeah. Our equivalent is uh, Guy Fawkes where I guess he tried to blow up houses of parliament in England 400 years ago. So around the same time of year, we have giant bonfires and they create an effigy of Guy Fawkes and hurl hurl the effigy into the bonfire and, and everybody cheers and <laughs> wow. no trick-or-treating but maybe it's changed maybe now they have <laughs> halloween has become so commercial yeah probably, it has uh, it has yeah probably the brits are like hey that looks like fun we all can do that too yeah so <laughs> okay so how did you get involved with jim then well jim i've been singing professionally since i was a little girl i actually started singing when i was in africa made a record and toured and, and all of that. So when I came to the States, I got signed to ICM, a really pretty big agency, and I was doing state fairs and, um, and auditioning for films, and I kind of got lost in the big agency, so I went to a smaller agency, and, um, and then one of my agencies from that agency started another boutique agency, Arlene Thornton Associates, with a voiceover department. So I eventually went with her, and Jem was one of the first, actually Jem was the first animated thing that I'd ever read for. I'd read for, um, you know, I think PSAs and, you know, commercials on radio and that type of thing, but I'd, I'd never auditioned for an animated series, and I got the lead. And I worked with some of the most incredible, accomplished voice actors, which was just a great way to learn and yeah. sucks up like a sponge. It was, it was really awesome. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about one of the voice actors. One of my favorite all-time voice actors in the world is Charlie Adler. <laughs> and, uh, yes, he's finally on Twitter after all he, these years. And he, now need... he posts all the time. He cracks me up. <laughs> talk about a foul-mouthed <laughs> human being, huh? <laughs> oh, good Lord. He was so perfect for Eric Raymond. He, yeah, he was. I think I was, I was half intrigued and half terrified of him, yeah. you know? Yeah, Because I was, I was pretty young. And, um, yeah, and he and Patricia Albrecht, the voice of uh, Pizzazz, you know, they, it's just, it was epic. It was epic watching there, going back and forth in the studio. <laughs> and then even when the mics weren't on, you know, just the back and forth. Yeah. Was, I just, man, I wish we had, uh, wish we had video of it. I really, oh. you know, we don't even have a cast picture. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's a shame. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah, I had Char- yeah, it is. I had Charlie on the show a couple of years ago, and uh, he knew it was a clean podcast. And so he said, "You know, <laughs> Tim, I'm, I'm he said I'll I'll try to keep it clean, but please bear with me if something pops out." He did a great job, actually. I think actually the interview was about an hour long, and I want to yeah. say about forty minutes into it, he says, "Tim, Tim, I need to stop," and he and he said a couple words just to get it out there. <laughs> And, and then we went back to the clean podcast. It was, it was, like it was, he just couldn't hold it in any no, longer. He, he just couldn't hold it in. <laughs> it was pouring out of his pores. He had to express it. Uh-huh. I guess he's been in New York for a lot of years. So, um, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. No, he's, he's and he's a, actually a really talented painter. I don't know if he talked no, about that. No, we didn't talk about that. His, his painting is beautiful. Like, if you go on his Twitter page, he's posted some of his his paintings and um he's definitely not a one-trick pony he's like a really really talented guy does he sell them um you know i'm not sure i i think he's had shows and things like that okay. i mean he really is talented i, I need to buy yeah. something off him then that'd be amazing yeah yeah i also know i knew that you were a singer how come you didn't yeah. how come you didn't sing as the gym 
because it was already cast in New York, um, and I was living in on the West Coast in L.A., and all the um, music had already been cast. So they basically were auditioning, when I found out about it, they were auditioning the voice artists to <laughs> match the singing voices. So all of us that sang didn't get a chance at the music, and there are a lot of the singers that are voice actors didn't get a chance at the voices, and that's just what they did. Hmm. This whole the '80s was so funny, like very you know secret identity, secret this, secret that. None was the wiser, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, we never even met. None of us really? even met until um, in, until the 2000s when we started meeting each other at convention appearances. It's like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in all these yeah. years. Yeah, my, my alter ego is right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been very fun. I mean, the singing voice, um, Britta Phillips and Ellen uh, Burnfield that did the singing voice of Pizzazz. And um, I got to meet Christy Marks, who created Jam. I'd never met her before. And, you know, we, it was all just done very separately. The only people that were together were the voice actors. That was my world with Wally Bird, the director. And then the musicians were, they had their own experience in New York. So... Yeah, it was all done done separately. What was Wally like? I've heard other stories from people that worked on GI Joe how there's long hours and you know lots of throats getting sore because all the screaming and uh, <laughs> what was he like for Jim? He was awesome. You know, I I had no from what I've heard since since the show um, of the other actors talking about they would go and do other other animation projects and and it was just in and out real easy peasy blah blah blah. But Wally Wally. Um, was very specific and really, 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 really hands-on, which I loved. Like I appreciated it and loved it, and I and I, you know, it, but I didn't have any any uh, experience other than my experience of Wally. So I just thought that's how it all worked. Uh-huh. But apparently not. <laughs> apparently it was, you know, he was very, very um, hands-on, and and he would do things multiple times. But yep. You yep. know, I think that that if it weren't for Wally, maybe the work wouldn't have been so good. I think so. We were he was he was amazing. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it, it definitely shows what you know what comes to GI Joe and Transformers and Gem. The it, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just sticks out still as a great show. That's lovely. I love hearing that. I think so too. I think it it it's unique and it's it stood the test of time because it has such a lovely. Um, heart it's got a lot of heart but then it's got the over-the-top ridiculousness from a cartoon and it's got campiness and it's got all of these really fabulous elements and and it's funny i say to fans all the time it's like because i meet them now i didn't get to meet them when they were little kids now i meet the grown-up gem fans and at these convention appearances and i'm like so you used to watch gem eating cereal and now you're like binge watching gem on netflix drinking cocktails <laughs> with your friends <laughs> and it's, it's the test of time even translates as an adult watching it there are so many fun things yeah. about gem to yeah. watch as an adult so i used to watch i was five when it came <laughs> out so i used to watch it when i was five and then i think <laughs> a little guy. i think it was probably one of the only cartoons geared to world towards girls actually really enjoyed although i did like care bears and that kind of stuff too but jam was right that one just stuck out more maybe it was good it was so similar to gi joe honestly maybe that's why i liked it was very yeah they were smart they knew that jam would be sandwiched in between boy shows Mm -hmm. so they didn't want to lose the boys during jam so they made sure that christy marks um wrote a lot of stuff that the boys would 
enjoy, like the car chases yeah. and the, <laughs> the bombs going off and the action and all of that. And so there were definitely, you know, that's what kept, kept the boys engaged. Yes, there was a lot of pink, but <laughs> there was enough in there that the boys were like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the misfits <laughs> were always fun to watch. Yeah. All the mayhem. Oh, my God. Yeah, the misfits. Oh, yeah, you can't have Jem without the misfits. No, no. You, you can't. I mean, they're... You get you love to hate them. They're they're so awesome. <laughs> their their songs are very catchy, and they will get in your head for for days upon days. Yeah, they say their songs are better. <laughs> I beg to differ. I like gem songs. Gem songs were I do better. Love a lot of them songs too. <laughs> yeah, no, the gem songs were better, but yeah. it was always fun to, to to go back and forth and hear both of them. Exactly. Now I'm not going to ask I mean, you. It was like a little soap opera. Oh no, nah. soap opera for kids. Yeah, it definitely definitely was. Probably one of the first I remember all this drama between yeah. all these people there. And uh, speaking of drama, what was one of your favorite feuds on the show between Jim and, and the Misfits? If you can remember. Favorite feud. Oh my God. I mean, every episode, every episode they were committing a felony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just out of control. Um, oh, it was always the one I, there's one, I can't remember the name of it, but you know, when, when the Misfits are, are really on to Jem. Like they are about to figure out, they're about to expose her as Jerrica. And the lengths that they go to is just unbelievable. And um, there is an episode that I think really, really focused on that. And that was one of my favorites. I can't think of the name of it, but, but uh, yeah, um, I, I wish I could remember, but there's so many. And, and I love revisiting the show, not just because of um, because I'm in it and because it's fun and I'm just like oh my god I'm a part of this amazing experience but also just some of the performances like from from the misfits and the other actors they're just epic mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so great can we talk about how dumb Rio is <laughs> poor Rio <laughs> poor Rio I yeah know. he's he's um he's got the best intentions and he's 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 just so sweet and so kind and just wants everybody to like be clear and he never has enough information he's always trying to figure it out and he's always perplexed and a bit frustrated and yeah and poor Rio <laughs> always always stringing him he along getting, he was getting played what? always stringing him along like that on the show yes and he was so loyal and they needed Rio I mean Rio did help wrangle things and you know help rescue Jem from different situations mm-hmm. but yeah it, the the tension with that storyline was, was really adorable. She probably would have had to tell him at some point and then they would have had to create another arc. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> another whole thing. Yeah. But shows always mm. take a turn for the worse when, when something like that happens, when uh, some secret is revealed and changes the whole plot line. You know, I'm glad. I don't know. It. Yeah. Christy Marx has talked about all of these other, um, storylines and arcs and characters that she was wanting to introduce and they're really really cool and I was like oh my god had we been able to do more episodes had the dolls done better which was the reason apparently the reason that they they pulled the show because the show was doing amazing um she had just tons of other things that she wanted to do with the show and I I you know who knows maybe Netflix will will yeah get on board and put a new cartoon together and and uh, hire Christy so that she can she can get some of these incredible storylines out. Because when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my God, that would've huh. been amazing!" Like a nemesis to synergy and oh wow, all of this stuff. She yeah, that would've about. been yeah. amazing. Something to yeah, synergy with that'll be really like, cool, wouldn't it? And like like another artificial intelligence. Yes, that was, yes. Uh, you know, so huh. 
so she had all of these cool things in the works, and and it never got to happen. Huh. So. And uh, but who knows? Tomorrow's a new day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of fierce fans out there. So it's funny because I've been watching it lately with my with my three girls. I have a, a she's almost twelve, and then another one's almost nine. And the mother one is three years old. All, oh, all three girls. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and they, are they are they loving it? The, yes and no. I'm going to tell you the, the honest uh, truth. The, now the thing is, they yeah. watched they watched the live action movie first, and yeah. so they didn't expect a lot of the cheesiness that was in the cartoon. And so th- they right, love they love different tone. Yeah, exactly. They loved the movie, mm-hmm. the live action movie. They loved it. But uh, my my three, I loved it. They loved it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was actually a good movie. I, I agree. I agree. It was. It was obviously they made a lot of changes. Yeah, not they did. To get off subject, but but they made a lot of changes, and you know it was for an entirely different new generation that didn't know the cartoon, yep, yep. but with enough a lot a lot of shout outs that orig- only original fans would get. Yeah, and it was just so sad to see. It was like the trailer was an epic fail. The trailer was horrible. Didn't show anything that the fans wanted mm-hmm. to see. Had they done that. Then I think fans would have been like, oh, "Okay, all right, I'll give it a chance." But because there was nothing, it started this hate train that just gained so much momentum that it was unstoppable. Yeah. And and I think that's unfortunate because it it didn't deserve the backlash that it got. No, no. Um, I didn't get a seat in the theater. I wanted to see in the theater, but as you know, they kind of pulled it before they would have been seen in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was gone in like two weeks. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, a few weeks ago, it was on uh, DirecTV for In Demand. And so we rented mm-hmm. it, and it was actually a really good movie. Like you said, they changed a couple of things, but they kind of had to, but they wanted to make it, you know, in reality, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they needed to, I mean, it's been 30 years, so, you know, kids are not going to understand no cell phones and no social media <laughs> and and all of that. So, um, you know, I just I just think it's hard to... It's hard to redo something with the same um, preciousness and tone of something that's so iconic. So it's almost like they they had to go in a different direction because how could they compete with the cartoon? Um, but they did lose a lot of the, the original fans for yeah. sure. They did. I know a lot of people were yeah. upset about the Misfits, but they're in there. They're at the end of it. Yeah, and then what was crazy was all the the hate that the spiral of hate that was happening saying there were no no misfits no synergy no this no that and i i had toured the misfit set when i filmed my scene <laughs> and so i knew all this stuff yeah. and i was under oh. a conscious closure i couldn't say <laughs> anything and i was just watching this meltdown and i had to keep my mouth shut and i was just like oh so frustrating oh, yeah and the acting was really good too i, I really enjoyed the girls I did too. I thought they did a beautiful job and I felt so protective of them. I was just like, they're, they're wonderful, talented girls. They were, they were awesome. And, um, I just, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted the fans to give them a chance, you know, but maybe it'll get some, some legs on, it uh, might. Yeah. on DVD yeah. and the soundtrack did really well. And apparently the DVD is like number 13 on Amazon. Right oh, now, wow. So That's good. The, curiosity is, is starting to kick in, yeah. you know? I know my girls told me to buy it, so I'm going to buy it when it comes out because oh. my girls want to see it again. So And it has a bunch of um, bonus features, apparently, and some scenes that they uh, cut out that actually, had they stayed in, would have not felt it. Some of it was a bit rushed, I felt. Mm-hmm. felt a bit rushed in places, and these extra scenes seem to remedy that. What was it um, like coming back so many years later to be involved in something that was gem-related again? It was 
it was amazing. You know, I, I think that's why I was so bummed when the movie didn't do well. But I'm I'm coming at it from a whole different paradigm than than the fans that grew up with it because obviously it means it means Jen means something to me in a very different way um, than it does to the fans. Obviously, because um, I was an adult and I wasn't watching the cartoon like a kid and. But but I have so much love and reverence for it that uh, just to see the property come back was very special and it was very rewarding and um, so so it was it was a very different experience for me walking through this and seeing it come back with all like Sephora doing the makeup line and the manic panic hair color and the <laughs> this and the that and all the write ups in, in the magazines that kept referring to the original cartoon, you know, the source material, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Did a lot of the cast, the younger cast members, did, did they know about Jim? Did they watch Jim at all, or did they come to you and talk to you about Jim or anything? Um, no, I didn't have any conversations with them about it. They were working. Like, the, the day that I shot my scene, um, they were working on the montage, you know, everybody getting their new looks. But yep. I got to work. I got to like watch Juliet Lewis work all day and the girls work work all day. So there wasn't any time for for chatting or anything. But actually the only time there was for chatting was lunch and John Chu bounced over and came and had lunch with me and sat with me the whole time and told me some secrets and and uh was lovely. Like what a lovely human being. He's just so so kind and really loved Jen, grew up with it, like the band huh. said, you know. He and his sisters watched Jim growing up, so ah, sisters, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted it to do well for him, you know, because I knew how much this property meant to him. It wasn't just a, another film; it, it actually meant a lot to him. Yeah, but such is life, such is show business. You yes. never know. <laughs> yep, it, it didn't have the explosions as the Transformer movies and that kind of stuff. So I guess people just didn't want to go no. see it. It just didn't. They didn't want it to happen. They wanted it to happen, but they want. I think, you know, honestly, I think if they'd done a an animated film mm-hmm. and they'd brought in some of the original cast, you know, um, maybe that would have been a better way to go. Who knows? Hindsight is twenty twenty, but yeah, um, yeah, the fans, the fans were not happy yep. at all. Yep. <laughs> not happy. Yeah, I tell you, my, my like I was saying earlier, my three year old, she actually does love Jam though, the cartoon. And uh, we've been watching a lot. Yeah, it's so fun. It's it's so funny to hear her walk yeah. up to me. She'll she'll come upstairs in my office, grab the DVD out of the the shelf there, and she'll come downstairs. Daddy, yeah. let's let's watch Jim. Let's watch Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. I'm meeting all these little kids now. Lots of little kids. They're watching it on Netflix and the DVDs, and I meet them at conventions, and they're all dressed up as original cartoon Jim or original pizzazz, and they love it. They absolutely love it. So that's that's been really fun because, like I said, I didn't get to meet the the kids when I did the mm-hmm. show. So now I'm meeting the grown-up kids, and now I'm meeting their kids. Yeah. So it, it's just really awesome yeah, to see it, a it, full circle. It definitely sparked a lot of interest in, in I don't know, it just, it's so near and dear to everybody's hearts, it seems like, that I know of at least. And, yeah, uh, it is. It's got a very um, people have an incredibly emotional connection to it that that I'm that I take very seriously. You know, nostalgia is really powerful, and um, this is people's childhoods. You know, it's like Jen was their childhood hero, and uh, I, I don't take that lightly. Um, I feel like it's quite a, quite a responsibility, and I want I want to make sure I live up to fans' expectations of you know when you meet. 
some somebody that represents something that was so important to your childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just feel so blessed to be a part of it and make them happy. That's why I did my hair pink. <laughs> they see my pink hair and then they hear my voice and, and I get a lot of people crying. I mean, I do get a lot of criers. They're yeah. like, I'm so sorry. It's oh, all so coming sweet. back. And wow. So I get, I give lots of hugs and, and uh, lots of tears and, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. So what do you, what are you doing now? What are you currently working on? I'm working on my third album. And um, I'm going to be taking some trips to L.A. pretty soon. I've been writing for like a year, year and a half. And now it's now it's uh, time to start recording it and getting it out there. So I'm hoping to get something out by June. Okay. You know, best laid plans. Um, <laughs> and I'm starting to get busy again with, with uh, convention um, appearances, which is just the best time ever, mm-hmm. um, you know. I get paid to travel and meet the fans, and, yep. and I love it. So I say yes to as many of the shows as I can um, in between writing and, and recording stuff. And uh, I just moved back to Nashville a year ago. I was in Dallas for three years, and I was um, one of three backup singers for a pretty epic Pink Floyd tribute band, oh, the wow. longest-running Pink Floyd tribute band in the U.S. And we were playing like sold-out shows at House of Blues venues. Mostly house and blues venues like New Orleans and Dallas and Houston and um, yeah, it was just what a ride. <laughs> so I love Pink Floyd yeah, and obviously that's the singer. Cool. So yeah, it's just three part gorgeous Pink Floyd harmony. The people, the musicianship was you know super pro. We had the whole laser light show uh-huh. and, and video. It was epic. Wow. Yeah, it was Pretty epic. <laughs> hard to say goodbye to it. It was hard to leave yeah, it. But, but I was like, okay, I'm a writer. I got it. <laughs> and they don't tour regionally. It's expensive because there are so many. Yeah. You know, big cast, big productions. So I left that behind last year, and I've just been here writing and and um, with the movie that came out last year. It was just crazy traveling every other weekend for stuff. So, mm-hmm. so it's nice and calm now. Like uh, starting to calm down a little bit, and then it'll start to pick up again. So. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> yeah. well, that's cool. What about any kind of Twitter or Facebook? Is there anything you want to promote? The best place to find me is my official website because it has all my links to my social media. So it's samanthanewark.com. And um, I just uh, I just did the audio book version of this really wonderful children's book called Square Zare Pair which um, has just come out, and uh, it's a, a gentleman named Jace Peoples. He's a reporter for The Advocate. He's the author of this children's story, and he asked me to do the audio portion. So that's, the book is out, and the audio book is coming out soon. And um, so I just wrapped that, and then I'm uh, uh, in a collaboration with this wonderful uh, eyewear, fashion eyewear designer. Um, we just did these frames, these sunglass frames for um, breast cancer awareness. So all the information is on my website. Very it's cool. Exclusive. It's got my name on the frame and they're real, they're pink and <laughs> they're fabulous. Wow. So truly outrageous eye frames for a great cause. So I'm, I'm just in the middle of promoting that right now. Oh, very cool. And, um, How to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We've got the Gem Comic Books. I usually do something really fun for the fans every month with the Gem Comic Book series. And, um, so, yeah, Jen is alive and well. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And it's lovely because she stands for everything good. And, yep. Uh, we need more of that in the world. Yes, we sure do. So, 
Well, all right, all right, Samantha. This has been amazing. I'm a huge fan of Jam, so this has been fun. Oh, this has been lovely, Tim, and, and um, I'm glad we could make this happen today. It's, I had family here, and it was just bananas. And so everybody <laughs> left on Saturday, and I was like, Perfect. okay, <laughs> now let's get the list. And so I'm glad we got to, to do this. Can I have you close the episode out as a gem? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so thanks for listening, gem fans. And um, this is your original gem, Samantha Newark, the first of Gem and Jerrica. And shows over synergy. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.